Hello everybody and thank you for joining me for this new episode of The Daily Optimist. Today is Monday the 7th of December. It is a Monday. It is cold here in the Northeast. We had uh, a nor'easter for some parts of the Northeast. There are people that are battling the cold and don't have power currently so hopefully things are restored to them and they are able to get some warmth back into their homes and uh and uh, apartments and all of that so there's uh still a lot happening throughout the country throughout the world there is a constant battle 2020 is uh pretty relentless for the most part but um it doesn't stop us from being able to still find things to enjoy in our lives and moments of peace and clarity and uh, moments where we can reflect on anything that um, is positive and be truly appreciative of that because for 2020 it has been a, a year that has taken from many people whether it be loved ones or you know, jobs, uh, businesses, and things of that nature. Um, it is still going on and it's still turbulent, but, you know, if you are in a place where you can be grateful and help out, then I encourage you to do so. Um, not just be grateful for the things that you have that are helping you get through, but um, help others if you are in a position that you can, uh, because that is what we all need. Um, it's not just with, with COVID, it's the social inequities that we notice, and some of them have to do directly with COVID, but not all. And it's all things in this world, um, we must remember that we are all on it together, and how best can we pull for one another and help each other out. Alright, we'll get more into that as I go through your step of the day and positive news, but as always... I'm going to get to some regular news first. So, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you. My name, of course, is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. All right, so my first story comes from Michigan, where the Secretary of State has said that protesters were at her house on Saturday evening protesting the election results. So, if you've been paying attention to the politics of the U.S., we had the election on November 3rd uh, that ended up being turned out that Joe Biden became the president-elect with Kamala Harris, the vice president-elect. And all that's happened, is, well, what was happening previous to the election and is happening post-election is that the current president, Donald Trump, has been spouting nothing but um, how it's going to be fake, it's rigged, it's not real, it's being stolen, it's all these other negativisms that you can think of that uh, go with it being stolen. So there are people who were armed and protesting outside of um, the Secretary of State's house in Michigan, you know, chanting uh, about, uh, you know, the election being stolen and how it's rigged and how they have to do a better job. And, you know, as she says, they're not attacking me 
per se they're attacking the voters because they're claiming that the voters are they <laughs> the people that voted for Joe Biden should not have their votes counted only people who voted for Trump basically should so this is the story and it's been continuing since the election well since previous to the election really like i said but in all these places that there have been lawsuits the president has been losing and it's been case after case after case have been losing and you know all the courts the judges are like no there's no evidence here there's no evidence that there has been any um anything that has been negative there's no fraud there's nothing and yet there are people who are in the streets protesting well i shouldn't even say in the streets they're basically outside her house protesting um you know that that she is partly to blame you know and they're saying well not we will not stand down we will not stop we will continue to rise up we will continue to take this election back for the president actually won it by a landslide this is not over it's far from over in fact it's just beginning that's what some of the protesters are saying you know but there's again there's no evidence that there was any fraud these are baseless claims and it is becoming worse and worse and you know what what will happen in january as uh biden actually gets sworn into office i don't know i don't know if they will accept it by that point i don't know if um it if there's going to be continue protesting outside of people's houses i don't know if there will be rioting in the streets i don't know if there will be uh what will happen to be honest i i have no idea but you know to to yell constantly that the election was stolen is just a, a baseless claim there has been no evidence and to stand outside of these elected officials homes and yell these things you're not you are making this personal about about her in this case you're not making this just about the uh the fraud because if you want to make it just about the fraud then you can file with the with the state or you know bring about a civil suit as um trump was trying to do but it hasn't worked because there is no fraud so you know the um the county prosecutor and the attorney general in michigan they both said you know they went the protesters went too far targeting an elected official at a private home rather than airing their opinions through civil means you can bring it up into a court if that's what you want to do and then it will play out how as it plays out but protesting outside of her house you just don't need to do that i don't know all right well my second story is going to come from south korea so south korea is having their third wave of coronavirus and here in the u.s we are amidst our growing wave and i guess technically it's the third and worst wave but um in south korea they are taking it into much more um seriousness than we are here in the u.s and they're uh planning to do new measures tuesday evening and they're just deciding what it's going to be and they've only had um 600 cases for the second day in a row bringing the total to more than 38,000 with about 550 deaths 
So our numbers are 30, more than 38,000 cases a day. Our numbers are 70,000 plus cases a day. And we have almost 400,000 deaths. I don't remember what the numbers are exactly, but it's it's 300,000 plus, almost 400,000 deaths. And we still haven't received um, more money for people out of work, the, the rent measures, the, the bill uh, that Congress is working on is, I don't think is going to make it through the Senate. I don't think mm, Senator McConnell, Speaker, uh, Senator McConnell, he's the one in whom has the final say. I don't think he will push it through. He wants less money and he doesn't want as many support for you know, unemployment benefits. But the health minister in um, South Korea is saying that the capital of Seoul is a COVID-19 war zone and they're taking it seriously. They only have about 55 ICU beds still available nationwide, which is why they're planning to do this. Um, they're planning to raise social distancing measures and, uh, you know, no more gatherings of 50 people. And public transportation will be reduced after nine and nightclubs and gyms must close. And uh, they're doing faster antigen tests and using extra manpower to uh, ramp up uh contact tracing and you know they're they're claiming that they're actually a little behind on this and they were hesitant because of the you know uh the concern over small businesses and what it's doing economically but the prime minister he says i'm deeply worried that a hike in the distancing level will restrict the daily lives of our people and weigh heavily on small businesses but we can go back to our everyday life only after overcoming this crisis. I'm not going to say what they're doing is the best way. I'm not going to say what they're doing is the worst way. Because I don't know what's the best. I don't know what's the worst. All I do know is that they are taking it more seriously than we are here in the U.S. And uh, I just wish we could take it more seriously. Almost 400,000 people have died. The numbers grow daily. No money. Rent worry. Small businesses closing. If we don't do something now, then we may never be able to come back from some of this. We have to do something. Get it together, America. I know. I had to say it like that, but it's true. We have to figure this out. All right. Enough of that. It's time for some positivity. I'll be back in just a moment and we will change it up. Time to change to some positive news. All right. Positive news time. I hope you're ready because I am. So my first positive news story comes from a indigenous woman in Ecuador who is fighting to save the rainforest. She has won, um, been one of the winners of the Goldman Environmental Prize for protecting, uh, well, Goldman Environmental Prizes rather, and it's for protecting uh, 500,000 acres of Amazon rainforest. So she's been battling this for years. 
and um, you know her people. There are about five thousand of them that that live in these rainforest area. It's part of the Amazon, and she's been fighting against um, oil uh, barons and things of that nature, oil companies, and they've been dumping waste in local rivers since the '60s. Logging, road building—that's all been you know seriously impacting. In 2018. The minister in Ecuador of Hydrocarbons announced an auction of 16 new oil contracts, and she's been fighting back on those, um, saying our rainforest is not for sale. She used a, a um, you know, assembled her communities, assemblies, launched digital campaigns targeting um, investors, and um, taught like her whole um, uh, her whole um, community how to you know fight back and also how to um, maintain or sustain in their own independence from the oil companies by making rainwater harvesting systems solar panels having a woman-led organic cocoa and chocolate production business and train the youth to be filmmakers and document uh, the activists publishing powerful images for the campaign and you know using drones to um capture footage from the whole rainforest area and then she served as a lead plaintiff in a lawsuit against the government in april of 2019 and the courts ruled in in the favor of her community and um they upheld it and after appeals so she's been doing this fight uh for quite some time for several years now and you know uh it's being awarded um this medal this prize if you will but uh what is equally important if not way more important is the fact that she's been able to um win these battles to keep uh, the rainforest um you know free from oil and free from drilling and free from all this so that is amazing great work on her part and um Hopefully she doesn't have to continue to, to fight like that. But if she does, you know, just keep following through because she's doing a great job. So I hope she can keep following through with it. My second story comes from California prisoners and a club they have, a book club with a prep school for boys in California. All right. So this this is um, a correctional training facility that has finally worked its way out of just housing inmates and has now you know begun rehabilitation so they've been working with this um, prep school to have uh, to bring these two different worlds together to learn and uh, develop new understanding of one another and uh, so the inmates have been um slowly gathering money for for or from all the inmates as a donation scholarship if you will so they get paid about eight cents an hour so it's you know they can make maybe a dollar a day and uh they've been putting this money together to uh help a student that was in need so they didn't they didn't get to choose a student but um you know they've been doing they've been doing this for a long time uh this uh, gathering money to put together uh these funds so there was a candidate one of these young men who was going 
he his parents were sending him to this private school away from public school because of gangs drugs and fighting but after six months at the school they um the money started you know depleting fast even with um you know the help of financial aid and then the young man's father he had needed to have heart surgery and was unable to work and they were about to not be able to pay the tuition anymore so they found out that um the you know the the facility the correctional facility members had um the scholarship idea and he was the perfect candidate so they were able to raise $30,000 these inmates again who make maybe a dollar a day they were able to raise about $30,000 and they were able to use it for his name is Cy Green to help him get through school to help him graduate and to help make sure that you know obviously his his family didn't have to worry about paying for for this anymore especially after his father's heart surgery and not being able to work and now the young man is in college and he says he or is about to go to college and um or he, I guess he started college I should say now and you know even some of the inmates that are now no longer in prison they attended his high school graduation and these these men in prison are becoming role models in a way they never thought they would be able to because they have talked about how you know they went wrong and how to avoid that and it's helping these young men to realize you know a different path for their life and make sure that they stay you know in school and stay on the straight path and don't put themselves in these situations that could lead them into a correctional facility and now you know this young man like i said is in college he's he's learning he's growing and he still maintains a relationship and some of the people uh, one particular inmate who is no longer in the the prison he is you know basically this is doing this is his life now he is uh working with um a, an organization that helps do this um incarcerated people uh, equips incarcerated people or formerly with tools and uh, to be able to have jobs and housing and all of that and really be part of the community again. So it's all about following through. Oh, two stories of following through. Hmm. I think that takes me to my positive step for the day. It's going to be about following through. All right. So oftentimes what happens is we we have these ideas, we have these plans, we have these things we desire to do, but we don't always follow through with them, okay? We let some of them fall apart from time to time, and we don't focus on them or put the pieces in place to follow through. Even if it's, hey, you know, you wanted to learn to play guitar, and you're like, well, I don't feel like practicing today. Well, you know what? Follow through. Practice today. You got it. All right. It could be, you know, hey, you want to get better at, or you want to read more books. But, you know, you know, well, you know what? Start by reading one chapter today. Just read one chapter. Follow through. It could be so many different aspects of your life. You know, you want to you wanna donate something to a family need. Well, there's toys for tots out there and around. Just grab a toy and next time you're out. Just grab a toy. All right, follow through. Whatever the case may be, even if it's something for you personally, whether it's something that you 
have always wanted to do. Um, change your job, follow through, and just keep going after it, okay? And that's going to bring me to my positive quote for the day. And it comes from Rosalind Carter, or Rosalind, Eleanor Rosalind Carter, former first lady of the U.S., all right? And the quote goes like this. If you doubt you can accomplish something, then you can't accomplish it. You have to have confidence in your ability and then be tough enough to follow through. One more time. If you doubt you can accomplish something, then you can't accomplish it. You have to have confidence in your ability and then be tough enough to follow through. Just what I've been saying. Follow through. All right? You know, it takes a lot of guts to, to make a plan. It takes even more guts to enact your plan. You can do it. I have faith in you. Have some faith in yourself. Thank you very much for making it through this episode of The Daily Optimist. I appreciate each and every one of you. Follow through. You got this. I'm following through. If you want to reach out to me, you can follow me on Facebook at the Daily Optimist Podcast on Facebook, on Twitter and Instagram at the Daily Opt Pod, at the Daily OPT POD. You can also email me. I am the Daily Optimist at Yahoo.com. The Daily Optimist at Yahoo.com. Yeah, I would really appreciate if you could follow through by rating, subscribing, and sharing. All right. So rate that other people can find it, subscribe so you never miss it, and share with anybody who needs a little positivity and optimism in their day. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Follow through. Until next time, please be well.